You are listening to episode number 20 of the Secondary Science Simplified podcast. If your school year has gone anything like mine typically do, by May, I am done with a capital D. I've got countdowns on my whiteboard until AP exams, EOCs, and summer break. I honestly have senioritis about as bad as my seniors do. I want to toss my laptop out my window like the graduating students are about to toss their caps and say good riddance to another school year. But if I've learned anything in my time in the classroom, it is that I can use the last few weeks of school to not only end the year strong, but to also set myself up for success next school year. Instead of daydreaming about summer break with no alarms other than my children and being able to use the bathroom whenever I want, I can use the time I have left in my classroom to serve future me. So this month, we are going to do a series of podcast episodes all about exactly that, how to end the year strong and serve future you so that when you come back in the fall, you can start the year ready and rested rather than overwhelmed and stressed. Want to hear more? Let's get started. This is Secondary Science Simplified, a podcast for secondary science teachers who want to engage their students and simplify their lives. I'm Rebecca Joyner from It's Not Rocket Science. As a high school science teacher turned curriculum writer, I'm passionate about helping other science teachers love their jobs, serve their students, and do it all in only 40 hours a week. Are you ready to rock the time you spend in your classroom and actually have a life outside of it? You're in the right place, teacher friend. Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to part one in a new series we are doing the entire month of May, all about how to end the year strong and set yourself up for success next school year. This episode is set to air on May 2nd, so if you are listening the day it comes out, let me be the first to say happy Teacher Appreciation Week. I hope that this week is filled with free donuts, Starbucks gift cards, and sincere words of encouragement from your students and the admin at your school because you deserve it. And also a side note, I want to encourage you to take advantage of all the teacher discounts you can access this week. Two of my favorites I've used in the past are from Sonic. There have been years where they give out free slushies during the teacher appreciation week. And another year they gave out free corn dogs, which I am 100% here for. Fun fact, my favorite sport to watch is football, but I truly love attending any live sporting event because I love hot dogs and popcorn and Dippin' Dots and basically any food that can be purchased at an exorbitant price in a stadium is probably one of my favorite foods, but I digress. And I do want to tell you the other teacher discount I got one year is one that I made happen for myself. So I encourage you to ask for discounts this week, basically everywhere you go. So it was when I was student teaching, I had a few days left before college graduation and I was at a mattress outlet looking to buy a bed because after graduation, I was going to be moving off campus into a home that I was renting with some other girls for the very first time living on my own. And I asked the mattress company, I said, do y'all have a teacher discount for teacher appreciation week? And they said no. But I said, would you be willing to give me a teacher discount for teacher appreciation week this week? 
and they said, okay, and I got 15% off. So you never know, ask for all the discounts this week. And let's be real, you deserve a pay raise, but the least this world can give you this week is a coupon code. Am I right? So if anyone hasn't told you yet, I hope you hear at least me tell you that I appreciate you and I so appreciate the sacrifices you make of your time and energy and finances in order to be in the classroom daily with students. You are making a difference in their lives, whether they tell you that this week or not. But I will say, if you have been around It's Not Rocket Science and my corner of the internet long, you also have heard me say that this job is not your entire life. And I am super passionate about helping other secondary science teachers simplify their lives and set healthy work-life boundaries so that you can experience some balance in your life. I feel like as teachers, we are often really altruistic in nature, and we can honestly become martyrs to the cause of our classrooms. And I think this is a mindset that society only perpetuates with how little they compensate for how much they actually expect from us. Our work becomes our community service and our passion and our ministry, if you will. And that isn't a bad thing. We just can't let it become an ultimate thing. Because at the end of the day, it is still just a job. It is still work. And work is not your entire life. I say all of that because I really hope in this series to equip you with really specific and simple step-by-step things you can do each week in small chunks that aren't overwhelming to set yourself up well as you end the year to actually be able to unplug from work this summer and recharge before entering another school year. So that's what we're gonna do. Over the next few weeks, I'm gonna share with you a challenge per episode to consider doing now to serve future you next school year. And today's episode is the first challenge. I wanna challenge you to take some time to reflect on your year and your procedures this week. So whether you have a few weeks left or a few months left, I really encourage you to do that now while we're talking about it and it's fresh in your mind. And I think it's really important to do this while this school year is fresh in your mind and in your memory. So what I want you to do is make a list first of what has gone really well this school year in terms of how your class has been run, in terms of how it's been managed and what your culture in your classroom has looked like. What went really smoothly? What procedures and routines did students pick up on really easily? What systems did you teach at the beginning of the year that your students are actually still doing now without you having to constantly nag them about them? We want to make sure that all of these positive things are things that you keep on doing next year. Okay, now make a list of what maybe did not go so well. And don't hold back. The more you can kind of get this out on paper or on a Google Doc, the better. I feel like it's extremely cathartic just to get it out of you. So what are things that constantly gave you headaches? What questions were you constantly getting asked over and over again? What are ways you felt like you were always nagging your students? What behaviors or actions were your students doing that most triggered your exasperation or your frustration or even maybe anger with your students? What were things they were doing that were causing you to feel that way? What whole classroom behavior issues seemed unmanageable this year that you kind of couldn't get a grip on? Where did you see conflict arise with individual students in your relationship with them or between them and another student in your classroom? 
List out all of these things. Then I want to encourage you to start brainstorming procedures to combat each of these issues. I really believe that the majority of issues we have as teachers in our classrooms in terms of how they are managed could be prevented and or resolved with well thought out, clearly communicated and consistently reinforced procedures. Now, if you're not even sure where to get started, the five I think you should always have are a procedure for how you handle late work, how you handle missed labs and tests and making those up, how you handle the first five minutes of your class. And if you want to hear more about how I personally do this, you can listen to episode four of this podcast. I think you need a procedure for what your phone policy is, and then also procedures for lab days. So if you don't know where to begin, I would start with those, but then again, go back to that list we just made and start thinking through, is there anything you could have done on the front end to help prevent this becoming an issue long-term throughout the school year? And I have tweaked my list of procedures over the years based on my experiences and based on the different students that walk in and out of my classroom and based on these kind of reflections that I do at the end of the year. But I truly believe that, again, so many of these management and behavior issues can be prevented if we set ourselves up to be able to be proactive rather than reactive. So taking the time to make this list and think through it is so helpful. I also really like doing this at this time of the year, even though you might be more emotional about it, because I think it really helps mentally and emotionally to let go certain aspects of this year that you can no longer control by getting them out on paper. And then don't worry about having all of the solutions right away. Doing this process may be really emotionally draining for some of you. And so you may need to take some space from making this list of problems you had this year before you can kind of start brainstorming solutions to them. Oftentimes, just a little bit of time and space we can get after a few weeks of summer can help us clear our heads and think about them a little bit more objectively, if you will. But as you're making your list, if you do start having ideas for potential solutions to these issues, go ahead and jot those down. I also encourage you, go ahead and start asking some of your coworkers at lunch, hey, how do you deal with this issue in your classroom? This is something that really was an issue for me. What are you doing? Or, hey, what are y'all doing for phones in your classroom? Because I have a strict phone policy, but I'm constantly getting flack from students about it or whatever it may be. Or, you know, if you have a teacher Instagram or you love to follow or a teacher blog you love to read, use Google and use the resources that are available to us via technology to ask some questions for what other people do. I don't think there's one right answer for all of these issues we have in our classroom, but sometimes it just helps to hear other people's experiences just to get ideas for what might work in your classroom specifically. I know for me personally, I love learning from other teachers' experiences. This is one of the reasons I really love including a community component through a Facebook group as a part of my Secondary Science Simplified Virtual Professional Development course. This is a course I ran for the first time last summer, and what I ended up loving most about it, which I didn't anticipate, was the weekly live Q&A sessions we did and just the conversations and community that was created through the Facebook group. 
It was so awesome to connect with so many different secondary science teachers and for the people in the course to hear from someone besides just me. They got to hear from the other 100 plus teachers that were in the course, what they were doing, what was working for them. And we got to troubleshoot for each other. And I really cannot wait to do this for another round this summer to connect with even more teachers. So if you are interested in practical PD that you can do at your own pace from the comfort of your own home, you can go ahead now and join the wait list to be the first to hear when the course opens for enrollment again this summer. And you can do that at itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash SSS waitlist. Okay, so that's all I want you to do to get started. I just want you to take this simple challenge to take one afternoon or one planning period this week to sit down with your favorite beverage of choice and just reflect on this year. Do it by hand or on a Google Doc. But again, I want to encourage you to write it down. There's something so cathartic and also really intentional about truly putting words on a paper or in a screen. And again, start with the positive. I think we are often quick, and or at least I am often quick, to say, oh, it was such a bad day, or this school year has been absolute trash. But when I actually sit down and reflect on each moment of the day with my kids, for instance, or you know, the school year as a whole, if you're in the classroom, I think, oh yeah, XYZ happened, and that was really sweet, or that was a really good memory from today. And I shouldn't let one really terrible witching hour with my kids overshadow the other 16 hours we spent together today. And forgive the parenting reference, but I'm just currently in the trenches of life adjusting to having three tiny humans since our newest one joined us a few weeks ago. So this is just where my head is at currently. But what it means for you is just don't let a couple of bad situations from the school year over shadow the entire school year because there were positive moments. So start with the positive and then move on to the challenges and let it go as you let it out on the paper. And then over the remaining time you have left this school year, kind of start brainstorming some new procedures and potential solutions for each of those management issues that you listed so that you can set yourself up for success for next school year. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Just a reminder, you can find all of the links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes or by heading to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash episode 20. And if you're interested in joining our Secondary Science Simplified virtual PD course and community this summer, be sure to head over to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash SSS waitlist so you'll be notified as soon as it opens up again. I hope to see you back here next week for part two in our Ending the Year Strong series. Until then, teacher friend, I'm rooting for you. All right, teacher friends, that wraps up today's episode. If you're looking for an easy way to start simplifying your life as a secondary science teacher, head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge to grab your classroom reset challenge. And guess what? It's totally free. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you here next week. Until then, I'll be rooting for you, teacher friend.